guys, it's Toby Wissett from 4G Flicks here, and today I am joined with... I know, also known as... Wait, what did I say? <laughs> We're joined Ryan, by... also known as Mayhem Rhino. <laughs> We're joined by Ryan from 4G Flicks, um, as well as Mayhem Rhino, channel link in the description. Hey. Um, so today we're starting our new podcast, No One Can Hear You Scream, which is a horror movie podcast where we review and talk about literally ever every horror movie under the sun and you whatever you can think of. So if every you're watching Sunday. this... <laughs> every Sunday. If you're watching this and you're new... Um, Make sure to leave a comment in the description of, of in the comments of um, a movie that you'd like us to cover next. But to start our journey, we're reviewing a movie that me and Ryan have watched recently. Yeah, called Wolf Creek. Wolf Creek, and it um, there's uh, we probably I think a big reason why I wanted to start off with this movie as well. We're from Australia, <laughs> so um, we're just we're getting a little bit of. Um, yeah, background knowledge on our country, as well as some of the big famous killers that came from here, yep. um, like Ivan Milat. Uh, so we're going to cover this movie. It's going to be a good old time. Um, and yeah, so a little bit about myself. I've been watching horror movies since I was about nine years old. I'm now 16, turning 17 next year. Um, and I'm, I've been a horror fan for a, many, many years, and I'm very desensitized, so I, I can hardly find anything that scares me anymore. But yeah, Ryan? fun fact, uh, Toby's the one that got me into horror movies. So, yeah, first horror movie was Lights Out, which we'll be talking about in a couple, probably a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and that was... How long ago was that? It was, like, four years 20, ago. 20, 2017-ish, yeah, I think. Probably. Yeah, Yeah, but, I mean, I did watch, like, probably a couple horror movies before then, but, like, I didn't feel very interested in them. Mm. But, like, now... Yeah, stuff no, like Blair, uh, not Blair Witch, uh, Jaws and yeah, Beetle, Beetlejuice. Paranormal activities I did watch a little bit, mm. but like I didn't feel kind of yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, fair enough. So we'll get into it. Um, Wolf Creek was released in two thousand five, and it was written and directed by Greg McLean, who's a very famous uh, director here in Australia. Um, and it was set in nineteen ninety nine. And it is based on the Aussie backpacker murders that happened between 1989 to 1993. Um, so we've got a little segment here. Um, I should probably not show you that, Ryan. Um, so this is called budget estimation. So how much do you think the budget of the movie was? Like, take a guess. Like, how much money do you think um, they put uh, into I'm the movie? I'm take a little bit, probably over 500000 or just about. I'll, 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 okay, you know what? Here's, here's the rule. So we can what we can do is... You can say higher, or I can. I have to say higher or lower three times, and then you make a guess. Okay, so okay. say your first one. So probably like five hundred. Higher. Uh, uh seven hundred. Higher. Or uh, was it one million? Higher. Yeah. Final oh, guess. Okay. One million and two hundred fifty thousand. You're so close. One million three hundred eighty thousand. Oh, so okay, a hundred thousand yeah, off. Um, and the second thing is, and I'll go higher or lower on this. Yep. How much did the movie make in box office? Box so, office. Yeah, I'll give you three things again to go. Okay, I'm gonna say. It's probably, it's probably like because it was probably a big movie. Probably so. Um, probably at least fifty million. Lower. Lower. Okay. 40? Lower. 25? Higher. That's your final. Uh, 32. <laughs> 27. 27 million. Ooh, okay. All right. So it, it made it quite Five a bit of money. Um, anyway, 
So we'll get on to the recap. So in the movie, and again, this is spoilers. So if you haven't seen the movie, maybe guess best to go watch it now. Um, so in the recap portion of the portion of the podcast, I'll just be going through the things that have happened in the movie. Ryan, you can chime in whenever you want. Yep. Um, and yeah, so the movie begins uh, by introducing our three Australian backpack protagonists, Ben, who is an Aussie from Sydney, and two British girls, Liz and Christy. Uh, so it's unclear how they met, but they have been travelling together, and Ben intends to show them Wolf Creek Crater in Western Australia. Uh, so Liz and Ben find themselves attracted to each other, and a little bit of romance happens in there, a little bit of kissy-kissy, you know <laughs> what I mean? Um So, Ben taunts the girls by telling stories of alien abductions and sightings that are being very present in the outback, um, which kind of scares them a little bit. Um, And they eventually stop at a petrol station to clean up and refill, where Ben begins to film. Um, Mm -hmm. And on this camera, on this footage, he catches his later stalker, but at the time we don't realise it. Yeah. You see a blue Ford truck in the background. Which is his. Which is Mick Taylor's. So, um, they set on their way to Wolf Creek, and when they get there, it begins to rain. So, here's one of my fun fun facts. You You saw the I saw the same one. Um, So, the move, you know what you said. Because I, uh, you go, you go, because I'll leave. So, um, I don't know if it's the same, but, um, so in the movie, it rains. Yeah. So, that's the fact. So, it rains in the movie, but in real life, when they were shooting the movie, it has never actually rained in the past 10 years. Yeah. Until then. Until they... So, they they showed up on filming day and it rained for the first time in 10 years. It was insane. That was really interesting to me. Um, So, where was I up to? Um, They set off their way to Wolf Creek and it rains. They return to their car after a while and after Liz and Ben have their kissy session, uh, their their car won't start. So, it's night time and they haven't been able to get it to start because Ben is uneducated. Also, also their watches weren't... Their watches weren't working yeah. either. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty weird. So I was like, oh, it's got to be some, like, magnet magnet thing. stuff. And, yeah. So a car begins heading towards them, and it's local... What did I, name, what did I say? It's a local named Mick Taylor, played by John Jarrett, who is a fantastic actor. Yeah. Uh, oh, I forgot to mention the other the other characters are played by Nathan Phillips, Cassandra McGrath, and Kesty Marassi. Um, so he basically offers them help and offers to tow them back to his his lockup to repair their car. And although they were hesitant at first because they thought like oh he was he's, he's asking he wants money and stuff like that for it, they decided to go through with it and they got towed a few hours back to his um, cabin. Um, so they sit by the fire and just banter and this, this man, Mick Taylor, he seems like a likable guy at first mm-hmm. and he's, he's very funny. He's very, just a nice guy until thick, like things quickly turned weird. So Mick says some slightly worrying things like, uh, when Ben asks him about his job, he says, if I told you, I'd have to kill you. Um, and there was that slight pause and you like, Oh, something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And- um, he stares at Ben for a little while, just very, very cautiously. Um, and it turns out that Mick has spiked their drinks and has put them to sleep. So Liz wakes up and she's the first to arrive on screen and she hears the, the screams of Christy in the distance. Um, so she breaks free from her binds and temporarily rescues Christy from rape and murder when she shoots Mick in the neck. Although she did not double tap. Oh, I was... 
Uh, Dumbest decision in any horror movie. She got the friggin' rifle that she used to shoot him. Finish off the kill. (laughs) And she smacked him in the back with it. She didn't do anything else. Um, Oh, I was kind of annoyed at that. You gotta finish him off or what? Because I mean, she was pulling the trigger. Yeah. But no blanks were coming out, and she kept doing it. I was like, you do realize there's no bullets in there? Yeah. After the five times you've shot. And, like, go get something in his shed and shoot it. Yeah. So, so like, he's, he's obviously got bullets lying around somewhere. Yeah. There's there's probably... She could have easily there's, just... There's an axe right behind Exactly. Like, just, so. just cut him up. <laughs> just do something. Uh, so, they eventually steal his car, so Liz and Christy, and they drive it off a cliff to distract him. And while he's looking for them... Again, this man is invincible. He got shot in the neck, and now he's walking around. He's fine. Um, yeah, he's got a pretty scarf around it. So yeah. He's, he's <laughs> uh, so after he's looking for them, Liz tells Christy to stay put while she finds a car to get away. And another dumb decision, she goes back to the spot where she mm-hmm. shot him. Um, and but when she returns to Mixler, he's waiting for her. Yeah. So Ryan, you've got something to say about this bit. Yeah. So when she gets back, she needs to find the keys for a car. So she finds finds the keys. Then she pick. There's like there's like ten cars in the garage, right? And she picks a car, and she's in it. She's starting up, and I can't remember. Well, did it start at all? Or? I think yeah, it was about to start. I think it was yeah, it was about to start, and then all of a sudden, he's right. Mick is right behind her in that car. Like he must have such bad luck to be in, to choose the car he was in. Hmm. That, that's going to be the worst luck you could possibly get. Yeah. And, yeah, so... Yeah, you can take it from me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, he eventually kills her after a long-awaited thing. He cuts her spinal cord. He cuts her fingers off. Does oh, all these was... little bits. Only after Liz had found camera footage of, like, all his other victims that mm-hmm. he was... Um, d- so, he'd been doing this for a while. Yeah. Um, oh, you know what I saw? I did remember he, she, she was looking at... Um, footage, and there was a family, um, yeah, family with, with the kids. daughter, with the daughter. Yeah, and I'm like, wait, so he he killed a kid. Mm. I was like, wow, what a monster! Yeah, like, he's a, he's a bit of a monster. Like, yeah, yeah, geez, like a little kid, and you gotta do that. Oh, that's terrible. Uh, so after she kills, no, after Mick kills Liz, it cuts to Christy, who's getting getting away gradually, pretty much yeah. at her own pace. But she's cornered by Mick. Um, mm. So what happens is she picks up... Uh, someone picks her up, uh, noticing that something's wrong. But as he gets out of the car, he gets shot by Mick. Um, uh, and she gets in, and she thinks she's gotten away. And she's driving off. And then Mick comes up with his car and shoots her tyre. Oh. And she flips her car. And honestly, this scene was so funny to me. Do you, like, do you remember what I'm talking about? Do you have it in your mind? When the car flips, right? Mm. It kind of bounces... Like it flips once, oh, yeah. and, and then, then it, it was, and it flips yeah. again for some yeah. reason. It doesn't look like it should be happening, but that's fine. This is just a little nitpicky thing. Uh, so she's cornered by Mick on the road, who kills a man to get to her. Just as it looks like she got away, he shoots out the tire and kills her on the spot, and she's gone. Oh, so I must say, Mick does have some great aim. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> he's, he's done some. He's done so much target practice yeah. and all that. Like, yeah. like if. We'll do on the second movie. We'll talk about the second movie next week. But if you do watch the second movie, at the start of the movie, you're gonna think that's a great shot. But I'm not gonna say anything. But you gotta watch it. Yeah, it's um, he's very. Well, I guess he's 
in the he's living in the outback. He's got guns. Yeah. He's got the chance to target practice. He's not yeah. doing anything else really. Um, so it switched from one main protagonist to the next. So we're thinking, all right, where's Ben at? You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. um, so it's a big plot twist, and it just Mick forgot about Ben. And in an unlikely twist of events, he was able to escape. And despite his injuries, he was named as the main suspect for a long time yeah. before he was he was and released. Then he was in a what, what's it called? The it was in therapy or something. Therapy. Yeah, oh, yeah, it was like a psychiatric ward or something. Yeah, that's something the one. Like yeah, that. and he's been now he's a permanent resident. So mm. yeah. Um, but he was on trial, and they found him not guilty. But mm. Mick was never caught. Oh, yeah. Um, so that's the end of the movie. So oh, no, it wasn't him. No, that was. <laughs> no, it's it's. I think it's still the same sort of. Yeah, same it, it's thing, fine. Like, I'm I'm something else was just been mm. Um, so. Uh, Ryan, I'll let you go. Stuff that you like, loved about the movie. What did you absolutely love? Whoa. Just his aim assist, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I mean, I guess you can say that the plot of the movie is just the worst date ever mm. <laughs> between the two. Yeah. <laughs> the worst date. But, um, yeah, I just think the whole movie was just great. But, like, there were some scenes that were pretty stupid. Mm. Yeah, and but um, I think I mean it was it looks. I think the um some actually parts were like ah, okay, but like I think that um most of it was like definitely mixed. The actor was so good because um John Giraffe. I've seen, I've seen, yeah, I've seen the clips of him like he's such like he looks like such a nice guy and all. Yeah, like, oh, he's, he's a great yeah. guy. And then in the movie, like he's a different person. Mm. His acting is like, it, like he you like you don't want to be friends with him in the movie, but like it's so good. Like, he's actually phenomenal. Like, the, um... You know his laugh, his signature laugh that he has. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that one. Um, the... I think it was the actor for Liz was actually terrified and had nightmares about his laugh. I heard that. Yeah. So, um... But there was another thing that I want to talk about, actually. It's in my facts bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, there was a scene in which uh, Mick is taunting Kel... Uh, what's her name? Christy? In, mm-hmm. in the shed. And like where he's torturing her and all this, and they had to get a sh- they wanted to get a, a shot from Liz's point of view, so like mm. looking into the shed. So they had to move out all the crew that was in the shed, just mm. so they could look through the window and there'd be no one there, right? Mm. So the acting was so convincing from the two the two parties. So like uh, John Jurat mm. and the other actor I can't remember her name right now, um, and that they ran in to see if she was okay. And when they ran in, they both started laughing. Mm. They were just fantastic actors because she was screaming her lungs out, and he was just being a psychotic prick. And it was, it was, it mm. was, oh, it was, it was terrifying. I love the acting in it. Um, uh, likes so, I I loved how real the killer was. Mm. You get stuff like like he just didn't care. Mm. Like he didn't, didn't give one crap about anything. And I think. That's how killers are in real life. It's yeah, not definitely. like you're, you're Jason from Friday the Thirteenth, who's just this supernatural, teleports around. Does he? What does Jason do? He, he He's virgins or non-virgins. <laughs> that's <laughs> just a trope. That's you haven't seen the movies yet. No, I don't. <laughs> yeah, that's funny to me. No, he. 
like, oh, I know, but he's like, I've seen some of the movies, but not all of them. Tom and I are gonna do a marathon about it, but like, yeah, all I know is that he kills other versions or non-versions. He kills everyone. It's just, it just, he kills, he kills. It's, it's more like he kills couples having sex, like a lot, which is that's, that's not really it. He doesn't mean to. I don't think he's just like, oh, you guys are assholes. Like, I'll kill you. But um, with Jason, as I was saying, he's a very supernatural villain. He has like superhuman strength. He's just teleports everywhere for some reason he can survive long times underwater mm. and he's just rotten he's basically a zombie um yeah. so it's stuff like that you you like it because they're a scary villain mm. but mick taylor is scary because he's real yeah as in like he he is how killers are in real life they don't yeah. have any he, he was actually um fun fact he, he wasn't, wasn't actually just based, based on ivan he was based on another person i can't remember the name though they weren't um, I'm not sure his name does. He's basically, he's basically he's based on two people. people. Mm. Um, his, his name was Bradley John Murdoch. Murdoch. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. yeah, I haven't heard much about him because yeah, I'm. I mainly haven't heard much about him, but it was mostly I've seen like all I've heard is that he's like they've talked more about Ivan Milat instead of Bradley John Murdoch because um. But yeah, he was he was basically based on both them. Yeah, I like yeah I heard. I heard that he was based on him, but I didn't go into much research because I found a lot of the compa- uh, excuse me, mm. the comparisons between Ivan Milat and him. And I'll go into yeah. them in a little bit later. Um, but yeah, just the sheer craziness that this man mm. has is mm. is so in, like insane. Like you, you, it's the actor um, John Durat. He actually used to be a host on Better Homes and Gardens. Did you know that? Wait, really? Yeah, he oh, he yeah. he was he was a host in like the nineties. Um, where uh, Better Homes and Gardens for like the American viewers, it's just mm. like a DIY gardening show, mm. sort of house like renovation show sort of thing. And mm. he was a ho- he was a host on it. Um, before he became an actor. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, so yeah, that, it, like it, cool. there's a very from, from, from something, something so nice to something, something so dark. So scary. Yeah. Right? <laughs> um, uh, there was a little bit a bad acting at times, especially from the guy who played Ben, Nathan, um, give me a second, I'll, I remember it, Nathan Phillips. Um, mm. it, it, I didn't like his acting much, especially the uh, Liz as well yeah. was a bit bad at, at times. I feel like, especially the scene where he's where he's holding the camera to his face and he's like, all oh, life forms, and you know, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. As he's pointing the camera. It, well, it I mean, not gonna lie, I mean, that's what we... It's on the lad, dude. dude. Like, just to mess around. I guess, but I just... I, oh, I don't yeah. think he conveys, like, how terrified someone would be in this situation. And, like, uh, mm. yeah, I don't know. I, some of the acting was a little average, but most of it from, like, John Jurat and mm. the girl who played Christy, just amazing. Like, it, it acts, like, absolutely terrifying how they were able to convey that. Um, my only other problem was I... I didn't really like the pacing of the film at the start because it was very... The first 30 minutes was were really slow and, like, not really much happened. Um, do you agree? Yeah. Yeah. It, like, not, not, much, not much happened at the start, but it eventually picked up the pace and got, got better. Um, I feel like the setting was very terrifying because that's our backyard. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's... Well, you know, um, in, like, it was a... The base on where Ivan Malak actually killed was actually in a state forest near Sydney. It was a forest. Yeah, state forest, yeah, near Sydney. But I, I don't know why. I didn't get quite, quite some information. It's probably another murder, I think, in the outback in Wolf Creek. 
for, from another murder of his, probably. But um, I, I think most of his murders took place in the state forces, yeah. Sydney. In yeah, it was near New South Wales. I knew that because yeah. I've got on my list New South Wales and Melbourne. Actually, mm. he came. He came to Melbourne for a bit. Um, so it's 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 pretty terrifying. Like this movie, I feel like the setting is again. It's our backyard. It's something that we're mm. really close to. In Australia, ninety percent of our land is just not inhabited. Right? Mm. It's just all desert out in the middle. Like we only live in where where we only live in coastal towns, basically. Yeah. So like Perth, Sydney, all of that on the coast. Yeah. Right? Ledge, yeah everywhere. So we have miles and miles of land just in the middle. Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Who, who, who? Like, no one lives there. Like, maybe mm. one person every hundred kilo- kilometers lives there. Yeah, there's so like definitely so, so much space. space. Oh, so what's getting. so scary about it yeah. is if you go missing and you yeah, get yeah. taken to the the outback, no one's gonna find yeah, you. No one's gonna find you for many, many years. And even it's then, so even then, even like you'll get devoured by wild animals yeah, and stuff. And then all your bones will be. Like turned to dust and all that, so you're you're basically just you're gone. You're gone, yeah. <laughs> you, you you do not exist anymore. Yeah. Um, but of course, your family and all that's gonna be worried. Mm. Like, so where, where's where's Toby? <laughs> nowadays? It's um, it's just to think that that's literally our backyard. We mm. we are yeah. We not we're not far away from it, and it's just miles mm. and miles. There's been crimes committed. There was a, I think his name was Don Falcone. Um, I heard, you I heard about that? I heard something, I heard something about, about him, but I can't, yeah. That was a murder committed in the outback. I'm sorry, I have a little bit of rusty knowledge on it, but it was um, uh, a woman, I think her, her husband was killed, uh, who was Falcone, and he um, he went missing. Um, and there was a man that was pinned for it, and to, to this day, he keeps saying he was innocent. And they think the wife did mm. it, like had a lot to do with it, because some mm. of the information that they gave was really sketchy. But yeah, they never found his body, mm. and it was in the outback, just on some yeah, some uh, road. Yeah, I read, yeah, yeah, I read something, something about where he was he's he's still, still missing. missing. Yeah, and it's, it's one of the um, very pl- um, many police reports that they're, they're very confused about, about and don't know where. where yeah, yeah, they, they have, have no clue where he is. is. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah, and I, I love the sense of artificial loneliness that the that the film gives you, because even when. They like the the characters escape like a little for little times. It's like where are they gonna go? They've got nowhere to go. They're mm. stranded. Yeah. They're um they're gone. They're, it's like, mm. like they're out in the middle you, of nowhere. If you, even if like, like you run, you're, you're gonna, gonna run out of like, like you probably, probably might not even have water, water but, but you're, you're gonna, gonna like probably die of starvation, starvation and hydration, hydration and, and yeah. So and then you're just gonna get dizzy. You're gonna get illusions and all that, and you're just probably gonna faint. And then that's it. You're done, done because like you can't, can't really do anything until you, unless you have water or something. It is very scary. Yeah. I I feel like because you could walk for miles and miles. Yeah. yeah. When we cover the series, which will will be a long time before we get into TV shows and stuff, because we we, we want mm. we want to do some classic horror movies after yeah. this. Um. There's there's season two of the show, and you haven't seen this yet, so I won't spoil no. too much. But it really conveys how vast and how open and how like how if you're in the middle of that mm. you, it's going to take you days if not weeks to get out of it and it, it's 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 really it's really scary um so yeah uh do you have any dislikes some likes we haven't mentioned yet uh, i don't know i think i've said mine but um, i've got some facts right, go for it so, um so these are some facts that i've, I've seen that some people, people ask you know and they want to know so um 
how, how he died, died was, was that, that he, he actually died, died not too long ago. Ivan Milat. Ivan Milat. Sorry, I forgot to say. Ivan Milat. He actually didn't die too too long ago. He died 27th of October 2019, which was just last year. Just last year. So, so almost a year ago now, because we're at the what's what's yeah. the date? today is the eighteenth. Well, yeah, almost almost a year ago. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, he died from esophagus and stomach cancer at four four seven a.m. within the hospital wing at Long Bay Correctional Center. He was seventy four years old. Instead of uh, instead of Malat's body was cremated with the full reimbursement of cost to be paid from his prison account. Oh. Okay, so the money he had in prison was the money that they spent to get rid of his body. Yeah. Um, they does it mention where the correctional facility was? Like, was it in New South Wales or probably was? I, I'm not quite sure actually. Sorry. Oh, all good. Um, yeah, keep going. So, um, I, was, I probably should have said this one before, but um, people asked, did they catch him? But yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, he was he was caught. Um. Yeah, yeah, he was he was, he was caught, caught because he was identified by twenty four year old British backpacker Paul Onions, mm. who, es- Onion. yeah. <laughs> who escaped a car when a gun was pulled pulled on him near Blang Blanglo State oh, right. Forest. I don't know how to say that. Where is it? Blanglo. Hang, give me a second. Blanglo. It's at the bottom. Belanglo, I think. Belanglo, yeah, yeah. Mm. probably. <laughs> or Belanglo or something like that. It probably is Belanglo. Um, yeah. Um, number four, he, Ivan Malak did have a daughter, and I haven't told Toby this, but um, I wanted to hear his reaction. So, after she, um, he died, she was actually, well, she was very depressed over the murder that he has committed and all that. So, yeah, she was very depressed over that. But, um, she says... When, when the, the whole world, world if when, when the whole world, world might be happy, he is dead. She isn't. Okay. So yeah, yeah she's, she's she's because I mean I mean I kind of get it. It's, it's her dad, but like, but he's, he's committed, committed so many murders. murders. If you like, okay, I'll put this in perspective. If you if you had if your dad, you found mm. out uh, tomorrow that he was a necrophile, and mm. he he was a rapist and he was a murderer. Would you ever be able to forgive him for that? I would not, not even look at him for that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he taught me to. <laughs> um, yeah, I, honestly, I would never talk to him. Like, I mean, if that applied to any parent, if any parent, any one of our parents did even, like, do such a thing, or, like, I mean, if he, if they murdered someone, but if it was, was a reason, like, if that person they murdered was because they did something really horrible, and I, mean, I was like, like yeah, yeah, but you still murdered someone, but like, okay, okay I, I get it. it. But, but if you did it for no particular reason, unless they were just a tourist and all that, if they, if you, they, they were just tourists and you killed them, them. I'm not going to forgive you. I mean, I mean that's, that's, I mean, they had a life. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like, I feel like rape is a lot more inexcusable as well, because mm. there is literally no reason. No, there's, yeah. For, for murder... You could argue self-defense. You could argue this. Yeah, I've no, heard story. There's, um, this, this, this has got nothing to do with it, but it's like, like uh, example. Um, so, so there was this, uh, uh, there was his dad who murdered a guy because he raped his five-year-old yeah, daughter. Yeah, I heard about that. And I mean, he didn't get he didn't get any prison for it because I mean it was kind of understandable. But like, yeah, I mean, this was in Texas, right? Yeah, yeah, I heard about that. I'm gonna just put that on. Yeah, good. Um, so, 
yeah, there's um a lot of a lot of real life counterparts, and um, I guess Ivan Milat, he was probably the most. Oh my god! Okay, give it, give us a second, guys. I'm just gonna pause the podcast for one second. Uh, go. You can you can talk now. Wait, wait, hold on. I think it's recording. Yeah, it's recording. All right, go. go. Oh, okay, sure. we can cut that bit out. Yeah, it's fine. Um. So, so here's, here's another, another fact that I think it's like, like pretty interesting, it's pretty cool, that the entire film of uh, Wolf Creek 2 and Wolf Creek 1, uh, it was actually shot in 25 days. I heard about that too, that was yeah. one of my facts. And in chronological order. Mm. Which is, movies never do that. Yeah, they they usually, usually, they actually usually do the last scene first, um, mm. because it's probably, the, it's the easiest to get done because of um, like the acting. It's usually very climactic mm. and it's very... Hypey and it's like get the hard stuff done first to get it out of the way, mm. then shoot the other like filler stuff. Mm. But they film this all in order, yeah. I, I, think, I, think, I think that's, that's great, great because the film, film like looks like, like it looks like it was like, like, definitely shot in the day. day. You kept doing it, mm. it's, it's insane. Um, 25 days, I mean, that's, that's not bad, yeah. So, I'm gonna go into a little bit more about Ivan Malat and his um. His murders a little bit more. Mm. So, as I said um, in the start of the episode, uh, the backpacker murders took place between 89 and 93. And the movie took very, very heavy inspiration off Ivan. So, Malat got to know his victims before killing them. And he would spend time with them. And he was apparently very likable. Just like Mick Taylor is in the movie. Right? He would, he would always come across as genuine. And he would also cut the victim's spinal cords so they couldn't move and they'd be paralyzed. This is exactly what Mick Taylor did in the movie. Um, and so it's very, very similar in the way his, um, his actions uh, kind of progress. Uh, he killed in Sydney and Melbourne. And yeah, he died last year, as Ryan said. And he had at least seven big victims, but it's believed to be a lot more than that. So he killed two Germans, two British people, um, from memory, two Americans. No, no, no. One America, American, mm-hmm. and two Australians. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. But um, yeah. Uh, so yeah. Do you have anything else? And before well, I go into my other stuff, I, I'm not. I mean, he's he's well, he's well known as what the, the top, top number one uh, worst serial killers, killers in Australia. Australia. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, and, and um, second, second to him is actually. Give it a sec, it's not coming up for some reason. Yeah, it's so like, there's like a top 10 serial killers in Australia, and yeah, it's crazy how, I think some of them was actually in the outback as well. So, um, there was this guy named, oh no, girl, there's a girl named Kathleen Foldbig. Um, this is one of the most disturbing cases of serial killing world history. Melbourne's Kathleen, in Melbourne, Kathleen Foldbig was found guilty in 2003 of murdering, murdering three of her children. She killed Pat, she killed Patrick, one of her sons, eight month, eight month old. Uh, then Sarah, ten months, and nineteen months, month old Laura. So they're like, they're all, they're all really young. So, yeah. Jesus. And. Uh, I've never heard about that case. And it, it was initially, initially believed that the children had died of sudden infant death syndrome. Really? That's how young they were? Mm, yeah. yeah. Holy um, crap. 
She was also convicted of manslaughter of her child, Caleb, 19 days. She was charged with murder after her husband discovered her diary, which appeared detailing the killings. A 2019 judicial inquiry into this upheld the 2003 verdict. She is serving a maximum 30-year sentence. Wow. And she, she maintained her innocence. <sighs> so she was yeah. saying the whole time she didn't do it. Yeah. That's, wow. How can you, okay, you've written something. You've, you've yeah. documented, hey, I did this, I did this, I did this. Like, what, and then she doesn't like, admit to you, it. You, like, you, you have, have a diary, diary of your killings? Are you, are are you, you okay? <laughs> <laughs> there was, actually, this, this brings me into a, another thing. We're, we're probably getting very off topic here, but I want to talk about Richard Mar- Ramirez, who was a killer who was very, um, oh, he was very... Very precisive, I think that's the word, about how he went along his killings. His goal, he wanted to kill one person in every state of America. And what he'd do, he'd go to a state, maybe five years before he committed a murder, and buried, like, a a murder kit. So he'd put rope, gloves, cleaning materials, new clothes, five years before he went back and murdered people there, and then used that toolkit. Like, he remembered where he buried these spots. This is very calculated, very... um. He knew what he was doing. Yeah, he probably um, had a map somewhere and just marked down where he yeah. buried it all. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, so we have the scenes that Mix hideout were actually filmed at a place where a real murder was committed. Yeah, yeah I, I, I read something, something like, like the mine tunnels. tunnels they, that, that was actually a... Mine tunnels? That was in the block. That was in two. Two, two yeah. yeah. But actually, I think it... I think they did film bits of it in one like where mm. ben was held hostage yeah. i think that's where that was um but yeah those were an actual murder site yeah um i don't it wasn't ivan all that obviously because he, he operated in new south wales and um melbourne mm. um but in western australia where they were filming a lot of this movie it was um someone had been murdered there and there was um act- a lot of controversy about like from the townspeople that wanted to Stop them from filming there because to pay respect for the the victims. Uh, but I think they actually did acknowledge the victim in the credits. Um, it was it was more like learning about uh, like just being aware. I think again, there's some, there was it, it at the start of both movies and the TV show. Um, they 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 put a fact on screen. It's so thirty thousand people um, yeah. go missing a year in Australia, which is crazy. Yeah, that's that's, that's got to be one of the highest amounts of like I'm I'm not sure I haven't looked up where where we are compared to other countries but that's bad yeah thirty thousand yeah. um so only 90% of them are found so there's a 10% which hang on give me a second 10% of I'll get a calculator as well uh 10% of 90 no sorry 30,000 300, yeah. I don't know how I didn't work that out. So 300 people that go missing. Is that real? No, that's not right. That's right. No, no, that's not right. Okay. Um, give me a second. I'll pause it actually here. Okay, so um, Toby, you're a bit stupid. <laughs> um, so 10% of 30,000 is 3,000. So 3,000 people yearly in Australia are never found that go missing, which is... Oh, 3,000 people a year. That's a big number. We don't know what happened to these people. They could have been murdered. They could have gone missing. They could have run away from home. They could have committed suicide. They could have... 
fallen into something like a pit just out in the outback and, it, it, and they're never going to be found and it, it's so sad I, I mean yeah it's, um, I've like you hear there's families still looking for people fully back in 1990s mm. still yeah and yeah it's so, what was the fact that you just read to me while we were cut off? Yeah, um, so this is uh, how many children, or also I think um, older adults, go missing. This is worldwide and in other countries. So, an estimated 8 million children are said to go missing each year worldwide, and around 800,000 from the United States, 40,000 in Brazil each year, 50,500 in Canada. 39,000 in France, 100,000 in Germany, 45,000 in Mexico, and estimated 230,000 go missing in the United Kingdom every year. Okay, so yeah. we actually don't have it that bad compared to other countries, which is, like, it's still bad. And I just found something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what country has the most disappearance? Sri Lanka. <laughs> really? Yeah. So, okay, if you guys don't know, if you haven't been on the channel for a long time, Ryan's home country is Sri Lanka. Oh, he didn't, he grew, he was I, born I grew, in Australia. I grew up here, but, like, my parents are from Sri Lanka, and, yeah, that's, so Sri Lanka has one of the world's highest numbers of disappearance, that, with between 60,000 and 100,000 people vanishing since the late 1980s. Good one, Ryan. Yeah, I don't know if I want to go back to Sri Lanka. Have you ever been there? No, actually. Never, okay. Oh, yeah. Now I'm considering not going. (laughs) Okay. So, this is a very interesting fact. You probably read up on this as well. Mm -hmm. So, the movie, although it came out in 2005, Greg McLean started writing it in 1997. So, it took seven years to create this movie. Because, um... No, sorry, eight years. Yeah, eight years. Because, um, he he had a killer that was very not sympathetic, very not real. And as soon as the Ivan Malat murders came out... And, like, they, they were starting to get talked about in the media and stuff. It was like, I want to base it off this guy. Like, this is this is the perfect story. Like, I want to make a killer that's very susceptible and, um, sim- like, sympathetic at first. And then you know how crazy he is, um, which is very interesting. Um, so, he wrote it around Malat to fit his MO. Um, uh, yeah, I talked about the torture scene already. Um, and I'm not sure if you knew this either, but a good, a very big portion of the film was actually improvised. So um, a lot of the dialogue, uh, they, they would give them, okay, you need to start here and we want you to get to here, right? Mm. By talking. And a lot of it, um, was a lot of improv. So the scenes like the party, the whole party scene at the start was mm. impro- improvised. The, the video camera scene when um, Ben is filming himself at the, at the truck stop, that was improvised. Mm. Um, and when like Ben's flicking his flashlight on and off and stuff in the car, that's also improvised. Um, the rain thing and film was shot in 25 days. So I finished most of my notes on it. So do you no, want to finish all mine? You have? All right. Yeah. So we can quickly get into the rating portion. So what we're going to do is we're going to rate it in three categories. Okay. The first rating, we're gonna, and they're all going to be at 10 out of 10, uh, as in like out of 10. Um, yep. So we're going to rate how good the villain was. Yep. And we're going to do this for every podcast as well. So we're going to rate how good the villain was, how good the gore was, and how good the movie was in general. So villain ratings, what do you rate Mick Taylor out of 10? Um, honestly, I think he's, like, such a great... He's, like, I mean, I'd want to say 10 out of 10, but, like, I feel like I might be exaggerating or something. But, like, 
I mean, I, mean, I will say, I don't, I don't think, think any guy has, has that good of an aim, aim assist. assist. <laughs> so, so, it's a little bit unrealistic. So probably, probably 9 out of 5. For <laughs> nine, 9 out of 5. Nine, oh, eight, 9. 9 out of 10. 8.5. 8.5 out of 10. All right. Yeah. My rating of Mick Taylor, I'm looking at it now. Last night, while I was writing my notes, I put 10 out of 10. Mm. But to be honest, I'm going to rate him a 9 because mm. I know that when this podcast gets a bit regular and we start covering different movies... There are some good villains. There are some very good villains. So I don't want to give it a ten out of ten because I know there's better. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm giving I'm giving Mick a nine because he's very scary. He's very realistic. He's very he's scary. (laughs) That's 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 a villain. Okay. Gore. Uh, How good? How graphic? And again, this is the first movie, not the second. I think. Let's, Let's probably give it a nine, nine because I mean there wasn't there, wasn't there wasn't there wasn't as much as the second, but like well, there's probably, probably, probably ten, ten or nine because like the thing is they did show like when they were like, like stabbing they did show a close up of everything he did to the person and the gore was like bloody hell and yeah shows how inexperienced you are actually probably probably a ten. Really, I think it's a ten because like it's like the like the gore because he actually. It, it showed close up and like like, like directors of the movie they didn't give it crap about like what you saw and anything yeah it was, so, like, it was rated R yeah, yeah. So, so like they they, they went, went full in like stabbed fingers, fingers cut off and like, like I mean I think it was like quite realistic probably and yeah well knowing being a horror movie fan I actually rate this a 6 in really? gore because oh come on like you saw Saw that's, That's true. true. That, I feel like all the Saw movies are ten times more gruesome than mm. Wolf Creek, especially the first one. I can't. I'll, I'll get into what I think about the second one in terms of gore mm. <laughs> in uh, next week. Yeah. Um, but Wolf Creek one in particular, I'd give it a six. The only real bits of gore when he chopped off the fingers, um, which was that was pretty bad. Uh, when he yeah, stabbed her in the back, it was pretty bad. Um. The bit that did get me though was when Ben was pulling his wrists off the the crucifix, like where he was getting. Do you know? You know what I'm talking about? Oh right? yeah, yeah. He yeah. pulled it like he he's pinned to the wall, yeah. like through his wrists, which is really, that looks really painful. Um, mm. So yeah, it's gory. So I'm giving it an above average rating because average is five. Mm. Um, it's good. It's good gore. It's a good amount of gore, but I'm giving it a six because there's not there's not. An overly amount of gold. okay. You know, what? I feel, I feel like I'll, I'll probably give mine an eight now that, because, like, you, like yeah. Now that you say that, I'm giving mine an eight. Okay. There's, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of movies that are a lot yeah. worse. Yeah. So, no, like for example, the second one I know already. What I'm gonna give that for a rating. Um, that's so good. Uh, yeah. And overall movie rating, go for it. I'm gonna give it. An 8.5. An 8.5. Yeah. I give it a 7. So, again, the only few issues was there's acting a little bit bad in some places. Uh, as I said before, the pacing is a little bit weird um, at the start, especially because it's very slow and it doesn't mm. doesn't really progress until later. Um, but, I no, this this movie is a fantastic movie. Mm. I just think there's a lot, a lot better to come. Again, yeah. a, lo- a lot of the things with these ratings, there's a lot. I mean, it's, it's, it's 2020, so we still got a couple more exactly. years. They'll, they'll come up with something. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah, they have because uh, Wolf Creek Three comes out in 2022. Really, yeah, I didn't know that. And so, um, what, what's the, is that another story of his? It's yeah, it's a, it's but um, apparently 
um, that from the synopsis, I, I use an app called Letterboxd. Mm. And it's a you use it as well, I think. Yeah. I'm not sure if you still use it or not. Mm. Um, but it's a movie review app, uh, and it shows information on uh, different movies. So you should, you should probably download it. Um, so Wolf Creek Three is actually on the list, and I'll show you now, Ryan. Mm. Uh, so the synopsis it says Mick Taylor, the infamous killer, is once again hunting for tourists. This time, the whole thing is a little more difficult because he himself is the victim. Ooh. So. It says he's a victim of an assassination attempt and in the last part is chased by a young camper named Mason Mason Enquist, who who lost his brother a few months ago. His brother was the German tourist. Oh, that would be sick. um, His bigger brother, Rutger Enquist, was murdered by Mick Taylor on an outing with his girlfriend in the second movie. So, again, we'll talk about that more in the next week. Mm. But, so, yeah, he decides to take revenge, the older brother. So that's the synopsis Ooh. that's on Letterboxd at the moment. So it could change, but that's, that's yeah. it looks like a good premise. Yeah, I mean, look, I, mean, I can't wait for him to go like, oh, please don't kill me. He's like, man, you killed my brother, so <laughs> yeah. you deserve it. Yeah. Oh, if Mick Taylor dies in this one... <laughs> That's going to be very... Just, no, just imagine, like, like the directors just go, go take another turn because like, he dies, he comes back to life. Imagine... You need to watch the show because there's some stuff where you're like, how the hell did he survive that? There's some stuff yeah. that he watch that... It's not like he... It, it never says, oh, he dies. He does, it, it's not like that. Yeah. yeah. But the stuff he survives and the stuff he gets through, it's just... Yeah, probably like, is it like a car crash or something? It's a lot worse than a car crash. You just, okay. you need to watch okay. it. Start watching tonight. I want you yeah. to... You, I reckon you could binge season one in like one day. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I think so. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's very good. Um, mm. Anyway, uh, so yeah. The, uh, did you want to give a little bit more background on your... What was it, 8 out of 10 rating? What was it? I don't know. I thought they were with mine. Eight out of 10. Do you want to yeah. talk about it though? Like elaborate a little bit. Um, well, overall, I think it's just like a good, like a good movie just to watch with I don't know, people who people who like who like horror movies. Like, for, for example, I just I watch all my most of my horror movies with Toby because I mean we just love it. Like, like kind of like the nun. We just made fun of it because like it was just funny. Yeah. And. Yeah, yeah, honestly, I think, I think it's, it's a great movie. movie. The gore, I quite, quite like the gore because like it was so close up and you kind of like cringe to it. Yeah, like, like, like oh, that sort of like oh no, please, please don't do that. that. And, like, and then you kind of imagine yourself having like your fingers chopped off, and it was like ah, my fingers. And yeah, and also just the situations they're in, they're like, like for example, like when she go into the car, you're like, you seriously. You pick that car out of every oh, other car. I, I don't think I did. We talk about how stupid the the protagonists were. Hmm? Like how how much how many dumb decisions they made. I don't know. I think we did. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. We might have. We'll, we'll look back at it a bit later. But um. Yeah. Thank you for watching our first podcast on No One Can Hear You Scream and. Check back for next week when we review Wolf Creek too. Yeah, leave a thumbs up. Even even comment down below what um, movies you think we should watch. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, we're open to suggestions. And yeah, yeah. So uh, after Wolf Creek, we we have a few suggestions on the table. We think uh, we're we're thinking about Lights Out because that yep. was Ryan's first horror movie. Um, yeah, we'll be talking about like our first horror movies and yeah. like probably top five horror movies we like and yeah, yeah. stuff like that. Um, and we were thinking about the Blair Witch Project as well, yeah, because it's um it's got a lot of background information that we can talk yeah. about. It would be a very long episode, very interesting as well, yeah, yep. because um it is a good movie, 
but knowing mm. everything that happened behind it makes it so much better. Yeah. Um, so yeah, thank you all for watching. Make sure, again, as Ryan said, thumbs up, thumbs comment up. below. Subscribe to subscribe to 4G Flicks and our personal channels, uh, Toby Mr. Music and yep. Mayhem Rhino. And yeah, we'll see you later. Thank you for, thank watching. for watching and goodbye. Goodbye.